0: Well, the word is out, the Dodgers are world's champions.
1: It's time for Dodger Baseball.
0: Thank you, Ass Life, for coming out on such short notice. This is Sweet Gift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. Here is Bo Benson. Uh, he is Bo Benson. And uh, we had to call an emergency pod, an yeah. emergency meeting.
1: Uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now, but um, Jonathan Scope is indeed signing with the Tigers. God damn it. <laughs> Another loss for Andrew Friedman. It's the right-handed uh, bat
0: we needed for the Indians. Yeah, many
1: many people are are wondering if this is just the last straw the, If Andrew Friedman will now be run out of town. Uh, and I got to say they're not wrong. You, you got to think what what is he doing? What is he thinking? <laughs> Meanwhile, Justin wow. Turner, the bioterrorist, is still linked to the Dodgers. It just doesn't make wow. sense.
0: Uh well, yes, of course, the big news of today we're recording this on friday february 5th uh the anniversary of when justin turner actually first signed with the dodgers fun fact oh. uh trevor bauer is now a member of the los angeles dodgers and uh a lot
1: of uh <laughs> it's <safe>. emotion going <laughs> yeah, on safe, the safe to say that, that many dodger fans are now experiencing an existential crisis <laughs>
0: Um, so, we're going to have just an open, honest conversation about Trevor Bauer. Uh, if you've listened to us in the past, you know that I'm not crazy about the guy. I don't like him. Uh, I've never liked the guy. And uh, all because he's now a member of the Dodgers doesn't mean I'm going to change my tone on him because I'm not a hypocrite and that's, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay true to who I am. Um, uh, Bo, I think it's fair to say that you also don't like the guy, but never really cared as to whether or not he would play for the Dodgers.
1: No. Yeah. I Yeah. He's 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 not a good person, but uh, being a good person is not a prerequisite for throwing the baseball really well, which he's done the last couple of years. So, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bug me one way or the other.
0: So, uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have just an open, honest conversation about Trevor Bauer, but we're going to first, of course, talk about the baseball aspect of it because we should. As, as mentioned, he's a very good pitcher, and if he wasn't, uh, we wouldn't have this sort of conflict because uh, Freeman probably wouldn't try to sign the guy. But let's take a look at Bauer the pitcher in terms of what we know about him and what we've seen from him in the past. Obviously, he just won the Cy Young, uh, which now gives us three Cy Young Award winners currently in the starting staff. Uh, whether all three of them will be with the team opening day, thats uh, we're going to talk about that later for sure. But let's look at Bauer's previous season, first and foremost. He won the, the I believe, the no, not the pitching triple, triple crown last year. He just had the ERA title. He had a 173 ERA in 73 innings pitch, struck out 100, a whip of .79. Uh, most notably, had the highest spin rate on his fastball in the majors, last season. Now we've talked about in the past that uh, Trevor Bauer's a guy who has openly admitted to the fact that he, uh, he dabbled with pine tar in the middle of games and shot his spin rate up. Uh, if you don't believe us, or uh, if you want a, a, a better explanation of all that, there's a great fan drafts article about it. that came out a couple years ago. It's called uh, Trevor Bauer may still be experimenting or uh, something like that. Uh, looking at Bowers' peripherals last season, he had that high fastball spin rate, but despite that, had a fastball velocity in the 23rd percentile in the league, which is curious, to say the least. Uh, a curve spin in the 92nd percentile. He had an expected ERA of in the 99th percentile, meaning that his, his ERA of 173 was pretty true to his actual performance on the field. Uh, 99th and expected weighted on base. 97th and expected batting average now his exit velocity and hard hit rate was right in the middle in the league uh so he he does have a tendency to get hit hard in terms of uh in comparison to other pitchers in the league he's he's league average when it comes to getting hit hard but his numbers were incredibly successful last season and uh, his peripherals reflect that he did pitch very well it wasn't just fielding and uh, something to note too he was pitching in great american ballpark which is a A launching pad for hitters yeah so um but bo you 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 saw the numbers in terms of his opponents he faced you want to talk about that
1: yeah I mean I I had a feeling a couple weeks ago that maybe that was inflated a bit and then I believe it was John Becker that tweeted it out but he faced uh I think two teams last year that had a uh, OPS plus above 100 Mm -hmm. and everyone else was in like the mid 80s to the low 80s so uh, maybe that's something there, but like you said, like the the peripherals seem to match up with the the performance on the field.
0: Yeah, only two of his starts uh, he faced teams with a, an OPS plus of, of over 100, and those two teams were the White Sox and the Braves. Now, granted, Braves, yeah. so yeah, his one start against the Braves was in the wild card round in that best of three series, and he gave the Reds a pretty damn good shot of knocking off the Braves in a three-game series. And, of course, that was a Braves team. That was one win away from going to the World Series. But, um, you know, different things happened there. Yeah. Uh, in that one start, he pitched seven and two-thirds innings, no runs on two hits, striking out 12, uh, no walks. He did hit a batter. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that incredibly impressive performance in that game. And, obviously, given the context of how significant that is, facing a lineup as talented as the Braves, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, for the Reds, they did lose that game in extra innings because on the other side, um, Max Freed, I believe, was was dealing in that game. So uh, that was that was the that was the game in which uh, A Rod was wondering why you know Dansby Swanson wasn't bunting. Uh, <laughs> 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 he, he complained about it for uh, five minutes in that game, uh, but yeah. So so Bauer is coming off of obviously the best season of his career. And so we hit the free agent market fully knowing that and looking to cash in on that. However, uh, as I, I, believe Dustin Nasser noted earlier today, it is really interesting that a man who just won the Cy Young, who's hitting the open market, uh, uh openly telling teams that he wants to sign a, a short deal, uh, for a guy who is about to turn 30. Um, it's it's really interesting that he didn't have many suitors. In fact, his final two of the Mets and Dodgers seemed to be the only ones that were really heavily in on him this entire time. So uh, we'll kind of get into why that is. But yeah. in terms of a baseball perspective, again, uh, Bauer's coming off of a great season. But uh, looking back on his numbers prior to that, uh, the year before, he was traded to the Reds midway through the season from the Indians. And initially, when he came over to the Reds, didn't pitch that great uh, in ten starts with the Reds in 2019. Had a 6.39 ERA uh, in 56 innings, gave up 40 earned and 57 hits. Uh, so, so it's interesting to see that you know Bauer did kind of really turn things around this past season. Um, his numbers previously were never truly elite outside of 2018. 2018, he put up a 221 ERA, uh, 12 and 6 with the Indians. He struck out 221, FIP a 244, one of the best in the league. So uh, he's no stranger to success, but it is interesting that in 2019, that, that success disappeared, 434 FIP, 448 ERA uh, across his entire season combined with the Reds and Indians. And then suddenly his numbers uh, shot back up. Bauer's numbers are very interesting, is is the point we're making. He's he is a very strong pitcher. And for a team like the Dodgers, when he's probably the number three guy.
1: uh, Yeah, that's 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 where I've been kind of slotting him in prematurely. I think he's the third guy, right?
0: I think so. I, I feel like he should be now granted. Yeah, obviously just won the Cy Young, but uh, if you look at Bueller and Kershaw, I'd still say the two of them are better than Bauer. Uh, but these three guys, it's, it's hard to say because these three guys are, are pretty clearly among the top 10 pitchers in baseball right now. Yeah, And yeah. so we're looking at a Dodgers rotation that's maybe better than it's ever been. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of when with Kershaw and Granke, uh, those rotations were very strong. In uh, Ryu's first year with them, yeah, and, but but in terms of just just pure depth and strength at the top of the rotation now, God, I, I mean, the, yeah, his rotation can't come. There- <laughs> I,
1: I don't think it really did before, but especially right. now. Like uh, I, th- you know, let's just be an open reminder that Rob Parker cannot back out of our wings bet now. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you should probably should have waited until the Dodgers were done in the off season before you made that kind of bet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Like you think of all the, as soon as the, the news came down, like all the, all the news guys were tweeting out the Dodgers rotation and what it would look like. And most of them were just leaving out Tony Gonsolin and Dustin May. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's wild. It's
0: wild. I mean, yeah, so again, we're, we're focusing strictly on baseball perspective. As a baseball fan, uh, as a Dodger fan, strictly from a baseball perspective, we should be very excited because now you're thinking about a seven-game series in the playoffs where you can roll out Bueller, Kershaw, and Bauer. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that's incredibly impressive. And then you can have a fourth game where Arias and May just piggyback on each other or, you know, you use Julio in the bullpen in the postseason again. Yeah which, uh, or maybe, and this is something we should talk about too, maybe Julio is a full-time reliever now. Um, so let, let's look at what this means in terms of the context of the Dodgers rotation. As we said, you know, at the top, you got Bueller, Kershaw, and Bauer, and you can kind of put those guys in any really, any particular order. Of course, Bauer uh, previously had talked about his desire to pitch every fourth day. I don't think he's going to do that with the Dodgers, but maybe, uh, maybe you can now roll out in essence a, a seven-man rotation. <laughs> Let's get really weird here for a second, um, where you have Bueller, you throw Bueller, Kershaw, Bauer. or no, no, no. Let's do it like this. So, so you go Bower one, Kershaw two, Bueller three, Bower four. Uh, <laughs> Price five, Rhea six, Bauer seven, <laughs> Kershaw, Bueller, you can, I mean, it is a way in essence to kind of like give Kershaw some rest this season. Maybe Clayton only has to throw like 23, 25 starts and let Bauer start 40 games because you're giving him $45 million. You might as well try to get a million yeah. start out of him.
1: <laughs> this could uh, get very
0: weird. And
1: yeah, very no. It, and speaking of that uh that figure that he got paid, um doesn't it totally seem to me, at least to me, it seems like uh he took that money just so he could say he makes more than Garrett Cole? <laughs> of course. <laughs> like one hundred percent. Like those uh, two do not like each other, so uh God. Yeah. Yeah, that'll we, be a fun be a fun UCLA reunion.
0: <laughs> we we haven't mentioned, yeah, the contract is 3 years 100, 105 million guaranteed 103 million, 102 um, I think, 102 yeah. Million. And it's what 45 million the first year, 40 million the second, they would be like 37 million in the third with an opt out th- yeah. in every season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I it's in real like realistically it's a 2 year 40 or 85 million dollar deal. Yeah. Wait, he, I, I assume that he will opt into $45 million or whatever it is in the second year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, that's a that's a good deal on both sides, to be honest. It really is because Friedman has been looking for this kind
0: of uh, low-year, high-A-B contract for a while. He offered yeah. something similar to Bryce Harper from what we understand, with like four years, $140 million or something like that. Um, he's been wanting to do this because – it is in fact a smarter investment to just pay a lot for a guy's prime years and not have to worry about ever paying them in their down years. So yeah. at the worst, you get Trevor Bauer in his age 30, 31 and 32 seasons. And then you just let him leave after that, give his money to Cody Bellinger or Walker Bueller instead. Um, or, you know, or he opts out after the first year, which he would only do that if he wins a Cy Young again.
1: Yeah, if well, if he wins a Cy Young in like the World Series MVP yeah. and has like a one point five ERA, then yeah. It, that's the only that's the only scenario I see him forgiving forty-five million dollars guaranteed.
0: <laughs> um, so like that's you know, that's kinda of worst case scenario. I mean, worst case scenario is he's, is he's absolute garbage and you you've thrown a hundred million at a guy who's absolute garbage. But yeah. uh, best case scenario, he's so damn good that he opts out right away. Yeah, so it is. It, it's, it's it's
1: really yeah. There you can't lose. You really can't. Right. Because it's on. It's such a short term. Like, if he's bad for two years, then whatever. He's bad for two years. Bef- we've uh we've endured worse pitchers for longer. Like, Pedro Baez was a Dodger for what seems like <laughs>
0: forever. We totally forgot to mention Pedro Baez last time when we were. Well, you know the what? Dodgers that's I went away.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I. <laughs> It's about as much uh, of um, as much of my head that Pedro Baez deserves to occupy right now as none of it.
0: You can listen to an entire episode of Swing Shift uh, in between Pedro Baez's pitches. We be <laughs> that way <laughs> um, Oh man! Um, it, I God, it's so damn funny. You went to the Astros of all teams, too. God, that's yeah. so funny. Whatever. Baez had some times where he was actually very good, and I don't think he deserved to be booed in front of Dodger Stadium. And I, I, I thought it was great that 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 Roberts uh, went to the media and was like, "Yo, this is some bullshit. Like, don't boo him. That's not going to make him do any better." Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not like going to miss Pedro Baez.
1: No, no, I. There's a fine line between like admitting that someone can be good, which he was plenty of times, mm-hmm. and admitting that he also could not be relied on. Like he even had a point in this World Series where Roberts put him into the game with runners on base and he predictably gave him, <laughs> gave the runs right back to the Rays. Like, yeah, no, and that was, I'm not going to miss that at all. Right,
0: right. And that was, of course, when uh, you took Clayton Kershaw out in the middle of the inning. I think so. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was written into his contract that uh, whenever he enters in the middle of an inning in the postseason, it can only be to relieve Clayton Kershaw.
1: And And then tank his, yeah, and then he tanks his playoff stats and then you get like, you know, six months of, uh, is Kershaw actually bad? (laughs) Uh, He's paid off by the media. Fucking bias. (laughs) Can't believe it. Uh,
0: All right, but back to, back to Bauer. So, uh, yeah, as we're saying, like, if if he's an all-star for two seasons with the Dodgers, he'll opt out of that second season. And even if he's like pretty damn good, for two seasons, he'll opt out. Um, And that's, that's fine. Like, again, we are paying premium to get prime years of a very good pitcher, a guy who's uh, in the last year, been a a top five pitcher in, in major league baseball and can probably, if he keeps that fastball spin rate at an alarmingly high level, uh, then he will continue to be elite. But again, there are questions as to where that came from and how he was suddenly able to do that. Uh, And maybe it's all natural. Maybe he is in fact the most scientific pitcher to ever uh, step foot on the field as he claims. So uh, maybe that is all just natural ability and practice. He's, he's somebody who has been super heavy into uh, using technology to maximize pitching performance. And the Dodgers have been employing that more than anybody. Uh, they sent yeah. the pitching staff to drive line last year, which is always a good thing. So um, look on the field. Yeah. You're looking at a rotation now with Kershaw, Bueller and Bauer as the top three in any given order. And that's insane. And, and there's nobody in the league that fully matches up with that. Honestly, the best top three outside of them, if looking at the rest of the league is in fact, the Padres with, with Lamette Snell and Darvish but that pales in comparison to what the Dodgers now have.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. It's, especially since we're all still pretending that Lamet is totally fine and nothing actually <laughs> wrong. That's the thing <laughs> that's we
0: have from as far as we know three healthy aces. Uh, yeah, <laughs> can't <laughs> say uh, as much for the Padres. Um, and again, like we talked about, Darvish's uh, quality of opponents when when looking at his past season, and I think that should apply to Bauer as well. Yeah. He he faced very weak offenses for all but really two of his starts and that is notable. However, I think the fact that he did perform at such a high level against the Braves in the postseason I think does really help his case. So as as a fan I'm excited. From a, from a baseball perspective it's hard to not be excited about this because you now you have such a stacked rotation and uh, the rotation feels way more secure as a postseason rotation than it did even this past year, which is very impressive.
1: Yeah. So. No, that was, that was the one thing last year too, is like it felt kind of when things got a little shaky in the playoffs, it kind of felt like they could have used one more established starter. Yeah. So to have that now with the guy that just won the Cy Young, <laughs> the yeah. Cy Young is, is crazy. Now,
0: this could, however, mean something for another former Cy Young winner in the Dodgers rotation, and that's David Price, Uh, which is a bummer because it's now entirely possible that we never see David Price throw a pitch for the Dodgers. And I really want to. I really like the guy, and I'd like to see him pitch for the Dodgers. Uh, And and he was starting to turn things around in his last season in Boston, and I feel like he could have a lot of success going to the National League uh, after a year of just working on his stuff. And playing for a team that I'm sure he's very excited to play for, um, but it does make a lot of sense now. If they're going to trade a starter, it would be Price, unless we're talking, you know, Gonsolin or May being part of a package for Matt Chapman. Which
1: yeah, like that's that's I, that's exactly what I was just going to suggest. <laughs> it's either it's either Price to kind of like dump some salary and uh, you know lower the luxury tax payment or. Yeah, like May or Gonsolin for someone like Matt Chapman or uh, Jose Ramirez. Um, I do think that the price route is much more likely than the other one. Yeah. But the other one is way more fun to speculate about. Oh, God, absolutely.
0: Uh, David Price, for he's still under contract for two more years, making $32 million each season. And so if he is moved by the Dodgers, uh, they would have to cover some of those expenses, but... Uh, not really, though, because the Red Sox are paying $16 million in each of those. So the Dodgers basically have a free season of David Price right now. Oh. And uh, so I, I think if they were to move him, you're looking at two years, $32 million for for David Price in the age 35 and 36 seasons. So maybe you will find a team who doesn't have to take on any, or, or doesn't ask the Dodgers to take on any of that money. Um but yeah, I did but, I want to see him pitch for the Dodgers. That's really what it comes yeah, to Yeah.
1: No, it's unless uh unless the Angels want to give up Joe Adele for, <laughs> for <David laughs> Price. Uh I mean maybe. If
0: they, yeah, if they have right. Mr. Fowler now, so they don't need him. Yeah,
1: I mean that that's the first team first team that popped in my head was the Angels. They should absolutely try and get David Price. They really um, should. It just relies on Artie Moreno not panicking and canceling the trade because it's taking too long.
0: I mean, it might work. The Angels make a lot of sense because David Price was good six years ago, so they're going to <laughs> want him. Uh, Oh, man. I can't believe, for no fucking reason whatsoever, the, the, the Angels trade for Dexter Fowler and take on his entire contract for just yeah. no reason. Yeah. What? <laughs> God's
1: name. Well, I mean, I, I guess their reasoning is that Adele looked lost in the majors, but yeah, I don't know. I, oh, I don't Reister get it.
0: Fowler for the last two years. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that's uh, what do you, oh my God. It's, I mean, it's too bad. They couldn't sign a guy like Jock Peterson or trade for him a year ago.
1: Yeah. But, Ross tripling. No. <laughs> a shame.
0: Oh God. What are the angels doing? Cause they've, they've, they, they signed uh, Carlos Rodon and, um, Uh, Alex Cobb they they brought in
1: yeah um, I think they've got a I think they got Jake Odorizzi did did they get Odorizzi with I think so I think I saw that I mean again
0: like they're they're targeting guys who have pretty good ratings in the show 2018 so (laughs) (laughs) it it fully makes sense for them to, to also bring in Odorizzi he uh I don't think Odorizzi has signed anywhere yet
1: oh maybe not I don't know
0: I, it's it's natural to assume it. it, like, it again, it makes, yeah. it makes perfect sense. It would make sense, though, if we trade David Price to the Angels because then we could finally get the highly coveted Luis Renjifo. Yeah, and have yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, be a quad A player for the Dodgers. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, just, just Andrew Friedman running laps around everybody else <laughs> yet again. Uh. <laughs> that was like the only trade I've ever seen – him do where I was like, what? Yeah. What? You <laughs> yeah. okay, Dan? <dude?" laughs> you sure you want to do this? Um, <laughs>
0: that's so, and, and clearly it confused Artie Moreno so much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> had second thoughts. I'm no, sure it was that's a, what
0: happened. It was, with that, you know,
1: like, you know how like, like Larry Bird would get bored and start shooting with his left hand. <laughs> that's, that's what Friedman was doing. He just, he got bored and he wanted to see if he could mess with an owner or a GM. <laughs>
0: He just looked at their 40-man
1: roster and said, uh, how about... <laughs> how about- <laughs> no, he, it, was, uh, it was pin the tail on the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. just he was just two inches away from hitting Mike Trout, but he got <laughs> Renifo and he had to ask for him. I'll
0: give you Jock Peterson roster playing for Luis Renifo. Marino goes, oh, yeah, yeah, and then he's looking at it, going, "What the fuck?" Clearly, he's returning to Max <laughs>
1: No, no, hold on, no.
0: Yeah, no, that's. Uh... He's just doing it because he's bored. <laughs> uh,
1: <no. laughs> can we can we spend a moment talking about how Trevor Bauer totally played everybody in his free agency process as uh, well? Yeah, yeah, because that the we gotta uh, we would be remiss not to mention uh friend of the show and baseball legend, Bob Nightingale, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for truly being a trooper yeah. and not deleting the tweet that he sent over 24 hours ago saying that Bauer to the Mets was a done deal. <laughs> and only having that report refuted like five minutes later. <laughs> and then of course today happens. Uh, and I, I also think it's very funny to point out that, uh, Someone mentioned this on Twitter, but for as much sniping as Bauer and his agent did at John Heyman this offseason, Heyman was the one that broke I know. his signing. That's so really funny. Oh, that's uh, good. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I think I always try to set my expectations low in free agency because the Dodgers aren't usually very active. Mm-hmm. But the longer this went on, the more it really seemed like Bauer was using the Mets to get the Dodgers to pay him just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny because usually it's the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like especially this morning when all the like the merchandise leaked and all that stuff, like that just felt like, you know, uh, a social media dumbass trying to push the Dodgers to give him just a little bit more money. Yeah. So uh, very interesting, very fun process. Uh, Let's never do it again. I,
0: I do want to give Bauer credit here. The, uh, Nightingale tweeted that out at 420 Pacific time. At exactly 420 Pacific time. So, so
1: it, it was probably Trevor Bauer himself. Do you do you think yeah, like that's what I really want to know is was it some dumbass that like just trolled Boob? Or did Trevor Bauer tell Bob Nightingale that he was signing it signing with the Mets at 420 PM and have him tweet it out as a joke?
0: All all the signs point to Bauer doing it himself. Like it, oh it's, it feels so obvious. I know the one reporter he could mess with is Bob Nightingale because he is a punchline in the industry, which yeah. by the way in a, on a very serious note, um, this man is employed by USA today as their baseball <laughs> writer and has been for, for a while. I think a couple decades now. Yeah. This is one of the biggest publications in the United States and they can't just find somebody else to report on baseball.
1: Who? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, oh. there's just not that many, uh, just not that many people out there that want to write about baseball for a living, <laughs> and you know, like s- expand their knowledge of the game and share their knowledge and you know report on the sport. Yeah, you know, Bob Nightingale is the only person willing to to sit on that throne. That's that's what amazes me. Like the, the dude is is so bad at his job
0: like it's so incredibly apparent he's he is a laughingstock in the baseball community and <laughs> usa today doesn't do a fucking thing about it they continue <laughs> to employ the guy and look I um, he, he writes some good articles about people that are more you know uh, uh like a like a tom rinaldi type story about it, it, it a, a nice inspirational story from somewhere. And that's fine. If you want to have him do that, have him do just that, have him stop being an insider because he clearly just tweets out anything that is texted to him.
1: Yeah. What, yeah. One, one million, 1 million, percent. That's what he does. <laughs> like, like um, it's incredible that he
0: continues to outdo. Him. This is, this is probably the worst that he's done. Like this has to be, this has to be his biggest miss yet because it was so obvious that it was fake and and, yeah and instantly when the news came out right away everyone goes well it is bob nightingale (laughs) (laughs) i to employ a reporter where the first thing that people think when they they see his report is go uh well let's wait until somebody
1: yeah no it was it was like slow motion last night because uh uh, again, friend of the show and uh, our personal dear friend, Lee DeLapp, mm-hmm. said, oh, power to the Mets. And I was like, oh, really? Shit. And then I was like, I, I hear I hear uh, another friend of the show, uh, David Gascon, <laughs> going on the air to promote, you know, to break this news. And I hop on Twitter to see who's saying it. And the only person that I see is Bob Nightingale. And, uh, yeah, I knew that was going to be a disaster from the moment oh, <laughs> that it happened. Oh, uh, and not even not even two minutes after Gascon was done, uh, did Feinstein tweet out that the ba- the Mets and the Bauer did not have a deal. So uh, just uh, one man causing so much chaos is just <laughs> remarkable. <And> yet, <laughs> uh, he still hasn't deleted that tweet. And- no, he never he he never does. He's he's incredible. The man either the man either has no shame whatsoever or just views it as his cross to bear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just one or the other. God. And I love how today he's the only one who, who says, you know, Bauer did a 180. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, definitely going uh, Mets, and suddenly, I don't know, the Dodgers swooped in at the last minute.
1: Yeah, no, If I I just wouldn't have said anything. Okay. I would have just pretended that nothing happened today and gone about my life.
0: I'm sure that this man who filmed this entire elaborate announcement video did a 180 at the last minute. And
1: yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Which, I, and also, let's give Bauer some credit. I did watch that. That was a good video it's well done it, it's, it's yeah. well
0: done it's uh you know, momentum or is that the name of that that brand moment uh,
1: something like that yeah you know uh
0: it, it's probably one of their their nicer projects yet and um yeah he he, he did a good job with it i am I'm, I'm glad he didn't go full on lebron with it um because he shouldn't
1: have <laughs> yeah no it, <laughs> yeah. but um I'm taking my talents to the West Coast. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so
0: it was actually it was actually a rather strong way to do it. I, I was I was impressed by that. I thought it was going to be more obnoxious and and uh, and dumber, and it wasn't. It was actually pretty
1: well done. Um, but that, we do have a uh-huh. we have Cody Bellinger weighing in okay. with uh, two fire emojis. Two fire emojis. Yes.
0: Too too hot to handle.
1: Um. But last thing on
0: on what this does with the Dodgers rotation specifically, so let's say that Price isn't moved. Let's say that David Price is, in fact, in the opening day rotation, uh, which would be great. It's, it, this is a year where, especially after you've just had a season in which you only played 60 games in which uh, starters who, who started the entire season only threw like 11, 12 starts – uh you're going to want to have more than five starting pitchers this season because it might have uh it, it might be a little more difficult for starting pitchers to throw a good 180 innings this season. So yeah. uh it, it's definitely good now to have a rotation that goes seven deep, uh at the at the least. Um and, and you throw in if you're getting random starts towards the end of the season from guys like Josiah Gray and Mitchell White, like <laughs> To have those guys as your like eighth and ninth starters, uh, most teams would would beg for that sort of production. So, yeah, the Dodgers are in a very good place <laughs> there. I think that what happens is I think May is probably the fifth starter, and jeez, oh, I mean I don't know. It, it's yeah, May or Gonsolin. I, I yeah, I know, it should I lean? No, but I, I think there's
1: definitely a case to be made that Julio might be full time in the bullpen this season. I, I mean, yeah. I I am starting to be of the opinion that Kinley Jansen is not salvageable. Mm. But I also don't think Big Gratterall is the closer. So, you know. Yeah. It might be if it's what works for Julio, then maybe that's what you try. I don't know. Like uh I, I think Eileen Gonsolin is the fifth starter. Um but yeah, it's just again, it's just like Here's he, we're, we're, we're wondering who's going to be the fifth starter, and it's all guys that would be like a number one or number two on other teams. Right. right. It's in- like, like Gray is probably MLB ready this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there and there's just not a spot for him anywhere. Um, Cause yeah, I, I think we
0: were looking at the possibility of the Dodgers still adding one more reliever, right? Like we, after they've added Corey Canable, who, who should be a very nice addition. Um, and they've got some interesting guys who are, who are off the 40 man at the moment, like Brandon Morrow. Um, and you'll get Tommy Conley next season. You'll get Caleb Ferguson back next season. Uh, we were thinking that, you know, maybe they might add another reliever. We thought it could have been Brad Hand. Uh, It could still be Trevor Rosenthal. They might still bring in Trevor Rosenthal. Who knows? But now you're looking at maybe the answer actually to adding to the bullpen was by adding Trevor Bauer because you can move Julio to the bullpen full time. Now, his future still is very much as a starter. He's way too talented to not be a starter. But having Julio available at the back end of the bullpen for the entire season is incredibly nice. Um, And he could still start here and there and again we're probably not looking at a season in which Kershaw starts the full season you know it, yeah. it, that back could flare up again at any point if clayton has to sit out 2 months it's not a big deal this year
1: it no it's been, i think has
0: been but maybe it should anyway
1: yeah i think i think it's uh you know protecting kershaw and keeping him healthy cuz i think we saw like this was the first year where he wasn't really overworked going into october yeah and the results were there. So maybe that's one of their goals with doing this. So maybe they don't send Price out at all. Who knows or, you know, but I I think it's more likely than not that somebody from the rotation is getting dealt. It just be more it's it's interesting to to wonder who's it going to who is it going to be.
0: Now they if they do something big at third base, uh, granted, the most obvious and, and simplest answer right now is to bring back Justin Turner, which they should
1: yeah. regardless. And of what, most most likely, let's be real. Yeah. Like I, I, it's, never, it's never once felt like Justin Turner is going to go anywhere else. No. It just doesn't make any
0: – makes no sense. Most recently, the Brewers have been connected to them. I, it's hard for me to fully buy that. They also – the Brewers did just sign uh, Colton Wong, so they've added to their their infield already, which they've now got to figure out either either Wong is moving somewhere else. He's not going to play that much because they got Keston Yura at second base and maybe he can move over to third. Um, I'm not I'm not too concerned about the Brewers suddenly coming in and swiping away. Justin Turner, who is so ingrained in the Los Angeles community that, yeah. he's i going to pack up and go to Milwaukee like that. Just yeah. that makes sense to me.
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense.
0: So, uh, Turner will probably come back at some point soon. Hopefully now that the Bauer stuff is done, they can finally just go ahead and take care of that. Maybe they've been too preoccupied with, with all the Bauer stuff. So, yeah. um, now is the time to just bring JT back in, um, on our next episode, we're going to go more in depth with Nolan Arenado because We don't have our special uh, sound machine. The funding has been pulled again, so yeah. uh, we don't have our special funding today to to use the special sound machine. So, um, but when we do have that, the press conference that Rockies owner Dick Monfort did, yeah,
1: no, and I, when we do when we do talk about Nolan Arenado, I, I do want to have a very special guest on the show as yes. well. Yes, uh, we get some firsthand insight on what it's like to be a Rockies fan. <laughs> And what it's like to uh, probably abandon that. Yeah. <laughs> <and> to... <laughs> we get to ask somebody what it's like to uh, to just avoid, uh,
0: just completely ditching their fandom altogether because that's what Rockies fans should be doing right now. Quite frankly, um, what Dick Monfer did <laughs>
1: to uh, when he talked spoke to the press the other day is yeah. hilarious. All timer, uh, and it's. The presser was hilarious, but the night before when the Rockies Twitter account did a whole thing about how much they were going to miss Nolan Arenado, Mm -hmm. And like, I know, I know that the social media person was not involved in the decision at all. But like, it was just like, they're doing this whole tweet tweet thread as if they had to trade him. Like someone (laughs) held a gun to their head and was like, yeah, if you don't trade Nolan Arenado, we kill the puppy. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) that's not... That's not what happened, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll have fun with that.
0: Now, um, the thing at third base is, is it's very clear and apparent that you know Trevor Bauer came to the Dodgers because he wanted to. He he was pushing to play for the Dodgers so hard that eventually Friedman caved and let him come over. Uh, yeah, Arenado clearly wants to play for the Dodgers as well. It's it's kind of an open secret. It was also a rather open secret that Dick Montfort was not going to even entertain a phone call with the Dodgers. Yeah, wasn't going to do it. So uh, he sent him instead to the St. Louis Cardinals where he can simply opt out next year after, of course, the Rockies pay him to play for the St. Louis Cardinals, which is just so funny. Um, And then he can then just, uh, just go sign with the Dodgers after a year. Um, So that is a potential answer long-term at third base. Uh, that doesn't mean we shouldn't bring back Justin Turner. In fact, it makes even more sense to bring back JT, to have him start at third base this season. We could Arenado in a year. JT can DH because we'll have the DH by then. Um, there's a lot of things that make a lot of sense. But if they could do something really cool, like package a pitcher for Matt Chapman uh, or Jose Ramirez, I would. I, I lean Chapman. I, I, I think Matt Chapman, yeah, Chapman's Four man's Nolan Arenado. So um, I would love to have Matt Chapman. Yeah. Um, Or they uh, revisit the idea of Eugenio Suarez um, or they they trade for Chris Bryant again. uh, That's still an option and uh, Bryant could even just leave after one year with the Dodgers and then they could bring in Nolan Arenado. The point is they have a lot of options at third base and money doesn't seem to be a factor anymore because they're so far past the uh, luxury tax schedule that they don't give a shit, which is great. Yeah. Just
1: pay, yeah. Like a bunch of money comes off the books next year, so yeah. Just just pay the luxury tax for one year, and then you're set.
0: Um, the interesting thing is that if the if the payroll goes over 250 million, which I think they're at 240 right now, uh, their first round pick moves back ten spots, which they just lost their second round pick in signing Bauer. So, but the Dodgers have drafted so well the last couple of years, yeah. And I don't they can afford to take a hit in the draft.
1: Yeah, I don't care. Fine.
0: it's it's okay. We're We'll just turn to the Rams. We'll just never draft in the first round ever again. Which, uh, you know, I, know. The,
1: I, I support that.
0: <laughs> uh, given how good the Dodgers are at still drafting very good talent in later rounds, it doesn't really matter. Because they yeah. have signed guys over slot who fall out of the first couple rounds because nobody wants to pay over slot for them. So then the Dodgers can get a guy in the fourth round that should have been taken much higher. Yeah. Um, Got like a like a Clayton beater in this past draft who, who, who fell a little bit and they got to take advantage of that so um all interesting things uh third base is still a question but when you have a rotation as stacked as the Dodgers now eh, it's uh it's not a not not much of an issue
1: yeah it's uh <laughs> it's just it's wild man this is
0: insane um, but I still, okay, so, but we still have to have an open and honest conversation about Trevor Bauer as a person and what it means to acquire this guy. We're now 45 minutes in and we haven't yeah. talked about the fact that he's an asshole, which is something that we have talked about in the past. I have been, and you could go back to multiple episodes. I, 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 I got out of Trevor Bauer a long time ago. Um, I didn't want to have anything to do with him because I think he's a dick and uh, I, I don't like the way he carries himself on social media. Um, I think he's done a lot of things in his past that are not great. Uh, most notably, uh, the, the thing that I take the most issue with was him lashing out at, at a random female fan who's yes. dead, uh, who tweeted on Twitter that he was her least favorite uh, baseball player, which is, you know, something that people yell at people in the stands like that's 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 standard heckling. There's there's nothing inherently uh, uh, disrespectful about that. It's, you know, it's whatever. It's it's just – it's it's a, a standard pissed-off fan tweet. Fine. Okay. One Mets reporter yesterday was like, that shouldn't be held against Bauer because he was just defending himself. That's not harassment. And that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> he was – he then proceeded to tweet at that girl eight times in the next 24 hours – all about different things in her Twitter account that he didn't like, and yada yada yada. He just he just completely ripped into her. Had had thousands of his followers also go after her, bullied her off of the app. Um, if you think that that what she did to Bauer is equivalent to what Bauer did to, to her, you're 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 stupid. Like <laughs> that's, that's not even <laughs> in the same ballpark whatsoever. What he did was straight up harassment. Uh, and and if if imagine if. Professional athletes did that to every single person who ever tweeted a negative thing at them. It'd, it'd be absurd. It'd be insane. So uh, it was just a very odd person to kind of target, especially since he gets negative tweets at him all the time. Uh, you know, it, just look at Twitter right now. Uh, he's, he, he gets negative attention and people going after him all the time. And for him to have lashed out in that way, uh, was was fucked up. It was wrong, and I think that it really does represent the kind of guy who he is. I, I think to be fully unaware of just how disrespectful and how messed up that was, and to continue to do it for over a day, I, I think that speaks to his character. Now, uh, you can also go into the fact that he's tweeted questionable things, and again, uh, this is not. This is just like Kurt Schilling, in which people don't have a problem with Trevor Bauer's political stance per se. They have a problem with the fact that he's an asshole about it. And he yeah. does things that are pretty fucking stupid. Uh, whether that be uh, tweeting out a fake quote from George Soros and claiming, oh, well, you're a racist if you think this. It, <laughs> real quote that George Soros said, and if you don't know what George Soros is, uh, he's he's the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, no, he,
1: he's the man that pulls all the strings. Everybody knows it. He's, he's paying us to yeah yeah no we we get paid in soros bucks that's uh that's how it goes yeah
0: um
1: the guy is a dick okay and and it's been
0: fairly uh we've talked about it in the past we don't have to fully go into it again you i'm sure you've seen all the negative stuff about him but again when people minimize it and say oh it's just because he was a trump supporter no no that's not it. it it's it's because he was an asshole in the way that he handled himself um there are plenty of Trump supporters who are, I'm sure, are still on the Dodgers and the, and, and play across Major League Baseball. And it, it is what it is. You know, that, that that's fine. Like, I don't I, I'm sure if I found out what Max Muncie's political views were, I feel different <laughs> yeah. on his jersey. OK, but I own his jersey because I like the guy and I like the player. So, yeah, but but it's not about Bauer's political views. It's the fact that he's been an asshole to people.
1: Yeah, and, it's yes. Go ahead. If, if Bauer, if Bauer did not tweet the way that he does, nobody would care. But because he tweets the way he does, it opens him up to the criticism. And I understand it. I totally get it. Um, But at the end of the day, like he is a baseball player. And uh, I would just like to point out that many of the Dodger fans that are probably upset at the Trevor Bauer signing, we're also mourning the passing of Tommy Lasorda, not more than a month ago, uh-huh. who was also reprehensible in some of his actions as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's fairly common knowledge at this point that Tommy Lasorda basically disowned his gay son and refuses to acknowledge that he passed away from HIV, or refused to acknowledge that he passed away from HIV. Um, so at the end of the day, like, it it's like. People are complicated, obviously, uh, but again, it's just like you said, it's Bauer's openness and his willingness to be a weird dick that makes people uncomfortable, but also at the end of the day, like I don't give a shit as long as he pitches well. If he pitches well and the clubhouse doesn't mind him or gets along with him, then it's it's fine. It is what it is. It's just another player that... I'll, you know, be annoyed by at times, but if he helps them win, then that's fine. He's not, he's not out there guiding policy or, you know, hurting people. He's throwing a baseball. And, you know, uh, I, like I mentioned before the show, like uh, I'll forever remember Blake Trinan taking the mound in the ninth inning of, I think it was game five in the world series and getting the Dodgers to within one game of their first world series in 32 years. But if you go to Blake Trinan's Instagram page right now, he has michaeljlindell.com in his bio. (laughs) And his Instagram story is about the three-hour-long movie that Michael Lindell, the uh, MyPillow guy who's convinced that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. uh, He has a link to that movie in his Instagram stories right now. (laughs) So, like, if you want to play this game where, you know, you're you're upset that the Dodgers signed Trevor Bauer, like, again... These guys probably all have these beliefs and these thoughts, but they're just not open about it. So like, are you gonna go and erase the memory of Blake Trinan taking the mound in in that game because he's you know an openly supporting supporting sedition? Like I just I don't know. I I I understand and I'm empathetic, but also like it's just baseball. At the end of the day, like it's just baseball. And there's so many things about the Dodgers to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, being being the team that broke the color barrier the way they did with Jackie Robinson and their willingness to uh, bring guys over from Asia, like, you know, Hideo Nomo and everybody that they've ever had, you know, their international uh, the way they the way they've always been at the forefront of international players. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to fucking abandon the team because they signed a guy who's weird on Twitter and is you know antisocial or whatever the fuck you want to call him it's it's just you know i don't know it's weird and i i totally understand it and i empathize and i get it i just i just don't think it's as big of a deal personally but i'm not going to also tell someone that they need to knock it off Mm -hmm. because it's it's their own personal feelings yeah i just (laughs) the one that does get me is like this idea that friedman didn't run it by by any of his players yeah as if like I, I mean, Bueller already openly campaigned for them to sign Bauer. Mm-hmm. So, like, do these people want to, like, do these people think that, like, Kershaw and Mookie are going to, like, walk into Friedman's office and put their jerseys on his desk until he DFA his Bauer? <laughs> like, like, no, I'm sure they both signed off on it because that's how, like, organizations work and that's how organizations treat their star players. So, you know, the Dodgers have a strong clubhouse. I don't think I've ever heard a teammate that's not Garrett Cole say a bad thing about trevor bauer Mm -hmm. so you know at the end of the day he's here for two years and it's either gonna work or it's not but you know two years out of if you can't if you can't handle two years of having to tolerate someone that has done questionable things but you could handle 32 years of not fucking winning anything i don't know that's just that's just weird to me
0: and and to your point, too, about uh, with uh, with the front office and 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 talking with players, I'm sure also Friedman and company did their due diligence in terms of making sure that there wasn't anything else that people don't know about Bauer, uh, making sure that the the shit that we've seen from him is, in fact, the worst stuff from him. Um, yeah. And and I say that I say that seriously, and I'm I'm not trying to accuse the guy of doing anything. Uh, it is just fair to note that you know a guy who has who has the, the the public track record that he does, especially signing him at a time where you've got the shit with Mickey Callaway coming out. Um, yeah, you had the 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 Mets GM with, and the way he treated female reporters. Um, it, like right now, you know, and thank God, uh, uh, female reporters are 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 speaking out against uh, assholes in. Major League Baseball, and they should be because uh, that shit shouldn't oh, fly. Course. And so, um, so and I'm not I'm not suggesting in any way that Bauer has some you know demons in his closet that it like that. But uh, I'm just saying that if there's any concern that there's even more to Bauer uh, than we've already seen, I'm sure that Friedman and
1: company did their due diligence. Yeah, I mean, this is the team again. This is the team that traded for Aroldis Chapman. And then once they found new information, they backed out of it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sure 100% that they, you know, d- crossed their T's and dotted their I's on this deal. And, I mean, I, I feel like they've earned my trust to do the, do the thing that's best for the team.
0: As, as I've said in the past, too, like, I'm still... I, I, when I heard this news... I've never been so like unexcited for a gigantic free agent signing, <laughs> and, uh, because I, I don't like the guy, and and I yeah. I, I don't, um, and I'm I'm uh, you know I'm I'm examining my fanhood uh, as a Dodger fan and making sure that I'm not compromising any of my personal beliefs just because the guy throws a baseball well. Um, but at the same time, like I, I understand that, like, as, as you mentioned, you know, there's 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 a lot of guys in the league who have done worse things. And that doesn't justify anything that Bauer has done. It doesn't justify anything else anybody's done. It doesn't justify them continuing to stay in the league. Um, but I, as you've said, Bauer's more public with the fact that he's a dick. <laughs> you know, uh, you had Jonathan Papelbon uh, in the past. You, you know, thank God. Oh
1: man, that's a name! Wow.
0: <laughs> but, uh, who, um, when Trump was was first running for election, he would he would blare. Uh, pro-Trump country music in the clubhouse and, or you know I'm sorry just pro-Trump music in general I don't need to specify that it's country music but it, it, he would uh he would he would do that shit and like people just didn't like him because of it and that that kind of led his way out of the league but at the same time also he was aging as a pitcher and he wasn't not doing very well yeah um, I, that's where my like I'm being honest like I'm I'm conflicted about this because I I yeah. do take personal issue with this guy no and that's I, I that's... would feel weird rooting for him
1: that's that's totally fine and i mean personally like you don't i don't know i i don't really give a shit if bauer pitches well or doesn't pitch well like i would like him to mm-hmm. but you know maybe he doesn't and it doesn't matter because the dodgers have five or six guys that can fill in and pitch well the next day um i just think there's so many players uh i can't really worry about their personal beliefs Mm -hmm. but and i i don't think that on a on a macro scale in terms of baseball like i don't think players have much influence but it is different i think when you start talking about like owners and executives and the way that they broadcast themselves that's kind of when i get uh feelings about it Mm -hmm. if you will um especially like the Ricketts family and the way they, uh, spend their money or the giants ownership. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I just think like at the end of the day, the players are there to do their job and perform. Mm -hmm. Whereas executives and owners have actual money and power and influence. So if, if they're the ones that are, you know, if, if it's an owner that's out there, uh, doing the kind of shit that Bauer does, I take a little more, uh, note and offense to that than i would just because bauer does it yeah i don't it's it's complicated and i think the one thing we also have to understand is that like there's no perfect answer here Mm -hmm. and also at the end of the day like a lot of us are just terminally online (laughs) like if that makes (laughs) sense like uh you can go ask any dodger fan on the street what they think about the trevor bauer signing and their first thing will the first the first uh First thing they say to you will probably be like, who's Trevor Bauer? (laughs) And then you say like, yeah, he won the Cy Young last year. And they'll be like, oh, cool. Like that at the end of the day, like that's a majority of the fan base. And that's a majority of fan bases across sports. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's it's just it's such a complicated question.
0: It will be fascinating to see how he will handle. Los Angeles. I mean obviously, you know, he's from Santa Clarita. He went to Hart High School. Uh he grew up a Dodger fan. So he he knows the terrain out here very well. But let's say his his success and his like, you know, his constant blogging like actually does lead to greater success than just baseball in terms of popularity. Um the the LA media is going to shit on him <laughs> if 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 he yeah. starts to like really grow as a figure in baseball um people in terms of like people beyond baseball knowing who the guy is like like shit's gonna come back and bite him even harder than it already has you know what i'm saying
1: i yeah no i get that i i mean that's also probably one of the reasons why he didn't go to new york because Mm. new york media is a million times more uh volatile than la sports media yeah and like really like at the end of the day like if we have some kind of like Godzilla versus Kong battle between Bauer and Plaschke, (laughs) I think think I'll, uh, I'll put my money on Bauer and Mm. my hopes. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I think he's helped also by being a baseball player. Yeah. Whereas, you know, no one cares about baseball. Like unless you're, unless you're Mookie Betts or Fernando Tatis, I don't think half the people in the country know who you are in baseball. Like, I'm sure when Kershaw did his guest spot on New Girl, like, again, 95% of the audience was probably like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, why am I supposed to care? Um. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just... That's, they probably it's, will it's be... It's fascinating.
0: They'll be more fixated on Matt Stafford and his wife eventually. That, that. Wait,
1: yeah, yeah, look, Matt. <laughs> that's, uh again... I think, like, I think in terms of media hierarchy, it's definitely, like, the Lakers get all the attention. Mm-hmm. And then I do think that, like, football has kind of, like, taken center stage in terms of, like, getting headlines and talked about in, in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I think the I think someone on the Dodgers is pretty safe from that kind of criticism. Yeah. Um, I I, I will I will give him credit that over the
0: last year plus, like. The, these sort of issues are, uh, that we're talking about are from a few years ago he hasn't really been that way over the last year yes yeah. um, and so maybe that's an indication that he is is maturing and he's growing and and he's uh, and he's leaving behind his more immature uh, handlings of, of, of public matters um, and and I think that you know he, he clearly wants to be a bigger than baseball star his whole all of his vlogging and and all the work that he does on social like that's it. it's clear that he is trying to build a brand for himself and yeah being with the dodgers is the perfect place for him to do that um and and i do give him credit for the way he handled the astro stuff i i that did endear me to him more
1: yeah no if he's if he's smart he'll he'll go right back to banging that drum yeah no pun intended uh, <laughs>
0: I, I we should have saw this coming when he wore the free Joe Kelly tweets tweet. Um <laughs> that,
1: i think I think the one thing to watch for is as you said, he's been rather quiet in terms of the weird shit that he gets into, yeah, uh it'll be interesting to see if that kind of peaks back up now that he's got eighty five million dollars guaranteed in his bank account right <laughs> but uh I have to imagine I have to imagine that one of the the things that may have been spoken about was kind of like. Not bullying women on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, yeah, I'm I'm gonna gonna
0: give him a chance to get past that. You know, I'm not I'm not uh am not Mike Lindell screaming about cancel culture here. I, I think, <laughs> um you know. But I I also I don't want to feel hypocritical because the reality is if he signed somewhere else, I wouldn't have given him that chance. And and I'm being honest right now. So that's that's what's tough for me is like I hold these things against him. But now that he's a Dodger, I don't want to just suddenly drop that. Like these are things that, that matter to me. I still think he's an asshole and I will feel weird about rooting for him. And I hope that other Dodger fans out there who don't have the same apprehension that I do. Don't hold that against people like me. You know, like no. I, I get that. Like Dustin Nosler and Daniel Brim have been on one today. Uh, they're 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 very angry, and I understand that. I'm not at that level of anger, um, but I'm not going to hold that against them. At the same time, though, I, I'm also seeing some Dodger fans that are belittling people who take issue yeah, with the shit which that Bauer's done. It's so stupid.
1: It. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's. I think. This is the only time in my life that you'll ever hear me do a both sides thing, Mm -hmm. but I think both sides need to like kind of walk back a little bit. Like it's not the end of the world. However, it's not abnormal for people to be annoyed by the signing. Yeah. Uh, And both like both things can kind of coexist. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Like if you've stuck with the Dodgers this long and been with them through the fucking even just recent like past 10 years of heartbreak after heartbreak, if Trevor Bauer signing with the Dodgers, what really breaks you? Then I just I don't know, man. That's 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 weird to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um. But yeah, like I, I think I am holding on to the fact that he he does seem to be handling things better uh, as of recently, and uh, especially with like how how public him and his agent have been with everything that they're doing, I'm sure they want to maintain a a higher quality of public image
1: um and especially now that he's going to be in kind of like the public eye yeah it's a it's a much different it's it's a much different world for him now going from what was it arizona to cleveland to Mm -hmm. cincinnati and now he's in the second biggest media market in the city on the most popular team yeah or second most popular team however you want to one A and one B yeah. in terms of Lakers Dodgers out here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be a much different environment for him. I hope he heavily
0: leans into the fact that he's from here and and mm-hmm. and really like uh, fully embraces how much he loves Los Angeles. Like uh, something that I thought was really cool was like when when Joe Kelly first signed with the Dodgers and. And he went on Petros and Money and he talked about all these different things that he used to do in LA and uh, getting Jack in the Box tacos at 2am, which doesn't seem like a specifically LA thing, but I think it's also kind of specifically an LA thing.
1: Yeah, no, when you hear that, that's just, yeah, that's endearing. <laughs>
0: that's, that, it's something that I, uh, I, I, I identify with on a deep personal level.
1: Yeah, 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 no. But I, I, I actually, know. yeah, no, that's, Joe <laughs> Kelly's like, Joe Kelly's a dog, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, seriously, I, I, I
0: that's something I want to see from him. I, I want to see him really express how much he loves this city and how much he loved yeah. being a Dodger. Oh, and I think and, that will help me out.
1: And that's the thing, too, like a, a, on any team in Los Angeles, as soon as you win something here, you're endeared mm-hmm. for forever. Like Lakers fans will talk up Alex fucking Alex fucking Caruso yeah. until the moon rises, you know, Uh Kentavious Caldwell Pope, KCP, nobody fucking liked him. And then he turned into the Lakers third best player. And now he's like, you know, a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with the Dodgers, you yeah. know. Uh, Kershaw is forever revered even before the, the one in the World Series. But like, you know, I've been thinking about trying to buy a Julio Urias jersey because he's always going to be the guy that got the last out. Yeah. In their first World Series in 32 years. Like, mm-hmm. all you have to do here is win and people will love you. Like, that's all that we care about as a city. Um, So, yeah, that's that's the easiest thing for him to do is to just come here and perform. And, you know, the shit will solve itself. Oh, man, this is wild. Um, I really thought he was going to the Mets. (laughs) I know. I, uh, I, again, like, I'm so used to the Dodgers being the guys that are like the the mystery team or you know uh this guy really wants to sign here but the dodgers are coming in hot like uh i always was so used to that and now it's uh the other way around yeah which and again uh (laughs) there's a there's a few mets fans out there that i'm taking great uh shot or whatever it is however you want to say it (laughs) and them not getting uh not getting trevor bauer getting played as hard as they did (laughs) uh okay
0: that's funny we'll just we'll just all believe that it's because of gamestop that steve cohen couldn't give trevor
1: oh god yeah 100 right (laughs) (laughs) didn't we didn't we kind of mention that last week or whenever that was too yeah Yeah, no it's entirely yeah that's uh see what 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 cohen wanted you to believe is that he was getting off twitter because he got into a feud with uh, that Barstool dumbass. (laughs) But what actually happened is he didn't want to be on Twitter when the Mets didn't sign Bauer, because he was broke after the GameStop stuff.
0: Oh, God, that's so funny. Um, Unfortunately, my third of a stock of GameStop is now a, a nice souvenir for me. That's the, yeah you didn't get out in time no, no i didn't i I, <laughs> I i i drank the kool-aid I was, I was waiting i mean there was a point where i was up like 120 bucks and i should have and i knew i should have um and then even like there was a day uh, at the end of last week when they, when they shut down Robin trading and I woke up at 8am to a text from my roommate saying, I'm sorry for what's happening. And then I, I went into, Robinhood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went into uh, Robinhood,
0: and I'm watching it live, just plummeting. And then I got, it was like up $50 and I'm like, ah, do I just sell it right now? Do I just sell it right out? And it's like, uh, you know, it went back up to like 70 something and I should have just sold it then. And then, uh, no, no I just, uh, I just hung on to it because Mark Cuban said, it's going to come back. Don't worry. It's going to come roaring back. Everything will be fine. And it still could, but um, probably not. It's okay. Uh, uh, Elon uh, got really stoned the other night and tweeted a bunch about Dogecoin. So that's been riding high for me.
1: Yeah. And now uh, you, you got Kyle Kuzma tweeting about it as well. Yeah, so uh, just, just, uh, my uh, advice to that would be to get out quick also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn it. Oh, damn it. Uh, No, it's okay. I I will just I I will hang on to those as a nice little souvenir of a time where uh, for a week, the world just went absolutely insane.
1: How do you we should see what we should do is we should pitch Bauer coin to Trevor Bauer. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And just get on, get in on the ground floor.
0: I've been telling my roommate Varun to create a, a cryptocurrency and uh, yeah, no. I, I don't know how to do it, but I'm sure it's not that hard. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we'll pitch that to Bauer. We'll create Bauer coin. <laughs> um, it will, will tell him that uh, it will always it will be perpetually worth 69 cents until like a bunch of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he will inflate a uh, dollar sixty nine, two sixty nine, three sixty nine, and then yeah. uh, and he'll be until eventually everybody sets the sell limit at four twenty sixty nine. Yep, uh, yep. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is like I don't even think this is something that he wouldn't hear oh like he would totally hear you out on this he he would he would
0: freak out over this idea he would love it so much uh granted i don't know if if what we're saying is even like mathematically possible but you know no we'll, i we'll yeah no.
1: <laughs> yeah that's fine i don't care <laughs> oh god there we go okay
0: so that's it's solved then. Uh, yeah
1: no that's that's the close to this episode is uh us telling everybody to invest in bauer coin oh.
0: <laughs> Tell him we should convince him to put half of his first contract into Bowercoin, and tell him look, it's gonna double a year. Like you want sixty million for your first year? This is what's gonna happen. Uh,
1: oh man, God, great.
0: All right. Well, um, that was a good conversation. I think I think we, I think we
1: had a good talk. Yeah. There, there was a yeah no, that was. Uh, I feel like. I feel like uh, we all grew close and many lessons were learned and we even cried a bit.
0: So I've said it in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be happy about rooting for him. And yeah, I, I, I'm still not. It's something I'm going to fight something. I'm going to, uh, to work through. But again, um, it doesn't mean that, from a baseball perspective, I'm I'm very excited, because now there's there's no way that that like all the analysts prior to the season were I'm sure going to find a way to not pick the Dodgers, uh, where people would be yeah, like, oh, yeah 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 looking how good they are now or know, like, this Mets, is if the if Bauer went to the Mets the Mets would have been a very sexy choice now like <laughs> anybody who doesn't pick the Dodgers you're like all right come on
1: <laughs> oh especially yeah like the Dodgers. Uh, they added the kind of player that like even old heads can't ignore yeah. like he just won the Cy young so yeah. it's like, <laughs> like they there's really I haven't checked no it's on funny Parker. we we gotta
0: check on rob see how he's doing yeah um it's uh in fact, I'll, I'll tweet at him uh what
1: how I like my wings <laughs> yeah no yeah I, I I thought about that but uh yeah we we yeah we we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it yeah
0: no. Um. Good. Good. All right. Well. Well. Uh, life can go ahead and play us out. Uh, as always, you know we're a top ten Dodger podcast. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Top uh, five after Bauer coin drops. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> Nationally ranked. Uh, we're you know we are flying high straight to the moon. That's where our podcast is going. <laughs> uh, follow us at Swing Shift RNB on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Until next time, it's the Keep It Poppin'.
1: Good night, everybody.